the reason why human speech was developed was to gossip. Like if you Google it, that is why like homo sapiens developed speech is because like people could gossip within their communities about like what was going on. Hello, I'm Jen Fricker. And hello, it's me, Lexi Toliopoulos. And this is Lived It, the podcast where we speak to everyday Aussies and Kiwis who didn't just watch the show or movie everyone's banging on about, they lived it. And on this episode of the podcast, we are chatting about the highly anticipated return of one of the biggest shows on Netflix. It is Bridgerton. Yeah, the modern take on a classic period drama from the mind of Shonda Rhimes, beloved super producer who you would have heard us chat about in one of our earlier episodes on Inventing Anna. And this series tells the story of eight close-knit siblings of the powerful Bridgerton family attempting to find love. Yeah, based on the novels by Julia Quinn. Season two, we're heading into a new direction, which centres on older brother Anthony Bridgerton, played by Jonathan Bailey, and his quest to marry the diamond of the season, only to be swept up with her headstrong older sister instead. Let's listen to some of the drama right now. Dearest reader... It has been said that competition is an opportunity for us to rise before our greatest of challenges. This is the season the Viscount intends to find a wife. (laughs) Your Majesty, may I present Miss Kate Sharma and Edwina Sharma. Only hope they like me. All you have to do this evening is remember what it is you're looking for. It is only out of the greatest love of my family that I aim to choose a bride with my head and not my heart. But any suitor wishing to gain an audience with Miss Edwina Sharma must first tame her sister. The sister. Lady Whistledown's words carry far too much import. We must entrap the scribbler. Genius idea, ma'am. Yes, that is why I thought of it. So we've all been waiting for this one, haven't we? Yes, we have. And before we get into season two chat, we want to make sure if you haven't watched season one, there will be some spoilers coming up. So maybe time to turn off and come back to it. Especially because last season landed on a cliffhanger when it was revealed that the town's very own gossip girl, Lady Whistledown, was... (gasps) Final spoiler warning. I'm saying another spoiler warning right now if you're still listening. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Was... Penelope Featherington. Unlike Gossip Girl, and that reveal made a ton of sense. Penelope's a bit of a wallflower, but she's at every society event, and her best friend Eloise Bridgerton is always right in the middle of the action. We kind of see Lady Whistledown pretty much being an old-school period piece version of social media, tabloid journalism, or even those kind of like spicy little blind items. Yeah, and as you know, Lived It is a podcast where we hear from real Aussies and Kiwis about the moments from their own lives that feel like they're plucked straight from a Netflix plot. And today on the podcast, we're speaking to Sydney's very own Lady Whistledown. We know her as Miss Double Bay. Yes, Miss Double Bay is the woman behind the anonymous Instagram meme account. And much like Lady Whistledown from Bridgerton, she casts her eye over the internet rather than society in the olden times (laughs) and weighs in in her own distinct way. Sometimes it rubs people the wrong way. She started to get noticed after a Woolies incident involving Crocs and some mouldy avocados went viral. And since then, she's gained quite a bit of a reputation for herself as a cultural critic making fun of internet, specifically influencer culture in Australia and bizarre TikTokers. Miss Double Bay, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You're our first 
international woman of mystery (laughs) that we've ever had on this podcast. I mean, how would you describe what you do? Uh, I guess to keep it simple, I make memes kind of about what's going on in the pop culture in the eastern suburbs. Yeah, (laughs) just anything that's trending. It's very niche. And if people don't know much about the eastern suburbs of Sydney, if they live outside of Sydney, how do you describe it to other people? Um, I I don't really know how to describe the east. I guess because I've grown up in it, I don't really know anything different, but I guess it's a little bit like LA in the sense where there's a lot of big personalities Mm. out there and I guess everyone's kind of trying, I mean, Sydney in general, everyone's trying to one-up each other. I think what you do is so cool because I think you find those ideas of what makes something feel very Sydney, quote unquote, and like make fun of it. What do you think is like so funny about like these personalities? Well, I think at the end of the day as well, like it's me. I mean, it's elements of me, it's mm-hmm. elements of my friends and the kind of elements of, I guess, what I see. Like, I mean, even in Double Bay, for example, yeah. you know, walking the streets of Double Bay is content in itself <laughs> where it's just kind of fun to poke a bit of fun at yourself. Like I think seeing yourself, you know, in that light and being able to laugh, have a little laugh at yourself is, yeah. I guess, the best kind of humour. Self-deprecation is, to personally to me, is the best type of humour. So, yeah, I just love it. It's fun. You first kind of made a name for yourself with a viral post about avocado. Can you (laughs) tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so this was before I had a meme page or anything and I was still at uni and I I was bored Um, and all bad things happen when you're bored. And I just thought it would be funny to write a fake review on Woolworth's Facebook page. (laughs) Uh, it was a really over-the-top review about Crocs and um, I wanted to get money back because of these mouldy avocados that I had never actually bought. I just found an uh, existing review and pulled that photo <laughs> and it went completely viral. Like it got picked up, uh, it was on TV and then Woolworths, their PR team, obviously just did a quick image Google search <laughs> and figured out that I had stolen the photo and then they kind of clapped back and everyone, I guess I got, like, cancelled. Wow. call it that back then. Um, cancelled by Woolies, that's huge. <laughs> by Woolies, yeah, and everyone was kind of trolling me in the comments section being like, how dare you try and get, you know, avocados, you stingy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think people thought you were like a real person, like, you know, an actual, you know, Karen type, like complaining about something for for fakeness? I mean, it's so over the top. I was quite surprised that people thought it was real. Yeah, you accused someone of like uh, decrying your crocs. I was like, that's so funny. That's so funny. Uh, And then, yeah, so then there was an article that coined me as Miss Double Bay, you know, like Miss Double Bay trying to get free avocados and I was like oh I like that name (laughs) and then when I came to making the meme page I was like oh I'll just I'll call it Miss Double Bay oh that's a legend was born such a funny like uh origin story to like this anonymous like cultural meme account Mm. so good Mm. you know we're talking about season two of Bridgerton season one we're introduced to Lady Whistledown anonymous uh culture critic I want to say much like yourself Mr Double Bay. What what lengths do you go to to keep your real identity secret? Uh, well, look, I have in the past shown my face, but 
granted it was a, a video of me when I was 12. <laughs> so I do like tease a bit of me here and there, mm. but I think it's half of the page is a personality. Like I would almost say it's an alter ego. So I guess I feel a bit reluctant to show myself because I'm like, is it me at the end of the day? And if people see if I'm showing my face, I think people would be like, oh, she is Miss Double Bay, where I'm like, oh. okay, yes, it's me, but it's also it's also not me, you know? It's like Miss Double Bay. It's an idea. Lives. It's a feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's a feeling. It's um, And I think a lot of people, why it's so relatable is they kind of see a hint of themselves in the page. Yeah. I think it's so much fun of being a little bit anonymous, you know? And I think you can get, a, you can get away with a little bit more when no one knows who you are. Totally. What do you reckon you've gotten away with that you couldn't have done as your real person? Well, I just think a lot of the comments and sassy remarks I say, I don't think I would say that in real life. I mean, unless I've had a couple couple of shots, <laughs> I get a lot of people thinking I'm a housewife. Oh, wow. Interesting. Bored housewife. Or I also get... Sassy gay man, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's some kind of like power in having like this anonymous identity and having like that persona out there of like people trying to guess what kind of person you are? Is there a power in that? I think so. I think as well, people feel a lot more comfortable messaging me and like getting to know me. Maybe it's not as scary or daunting to. DM someone who doesn't really have a face. It's just, I don't know, like an internet friend. <laughs> mm, I get it. Well, yeah. yeah. It's easier to tell secrets to someone you're not worried about running into. Yeah. Like I do get that a lot where some people would be like almost like a gossip girl in the sense being like, I think you need to talk about this. And like I've got the scoop and I'm like, oh, tell me. <laughs> like I need to know every detail. But I, I won't usually post it because it's not really, yeah, I wouldn't, as much as I'm anonymous, I wouldn't really say it's a it's a, like a gossip page. Mm. No, what we love about your page is that, yeah, we see you as this kind of like internet culture critic. Mm -hmm. You're so good at skewering, yeah, that really specific culture of the eastern suburbs of Sydney. It's like very affluent, pretty white, let's mm -hmm. be real. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Almost and, like a fake posh as well kind yeah, of Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and a lot of influencers flock to like the eastern suburbs mm. of Sydney as well. One of your masterpieces, I think, is your cringe series. And it kind of reminds me of Bridgerton because instead of skewering dukes and royalty, you kind of skewer like TikTok thirst trappers. What can you tell us about your cringe series? How would you describe it? Yeah, I guess like every account kind of has their identifiers or their niche. I guess the cringe series... <laughs> came about where I had someone who I'm mates with, we would send this like cringe boy account back and forth to each other, just kind of being like, this is so funny. And no one had really, I guess, like coined cringe yet. Like people, it wasn't such a thing as well. TikTok was kind of just starting out. Yeah. So yeah, I just like started posting it on my stories, just being like, what is happening to the world? Like, is the, surely people don't find this attractive? Like, <laughs> How do people feel when they're featured on your page? Well, I'm Josh Carroll, who was um, a, a frequent on the Cringe series to start with. We kind of actually ended up becoming, I guess, friends. And um, he's 
filmed himself doing some intros and stuff now to the cringe series. He's such a legend. Like, good on him for being able to have a little laugh at himself. (laughs) I got such a big reaction from it. And then kind of slowly from there, more and more people would send me cringe content and then I would reshare it. And then kind of over time I was like, okay, I'm not going to flog my stories feed with just Mm. cringe videos. (laughs) Let's just make it one night. I'll, you know, get them all together. I'll do like a cinematic experience <laughs> and we'll just kind of laugh at, yeah, it's um even thinking about it now makes me cringe. <laughs> Honestly, watching some of them made me feel dead inside oh, yeah. and I can only imagine yeah. how it makes you feel having that sent into your inbox as well. Yeah, that's all I really get inbox these days is cringe <laughs> videos. So sometimes I have to avoid the DMs if I'm like, I can't handle it. Like I need to go see a therapist. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, I, it's really fun. And it's just, I don't know, it's everyone's guilty pleasure in the sense just to like watch it and like after you feel ill but like you want more. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I can't look away. <laughs> Netflix needs to do a documentary, like a behind the cringe. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. need to do season three of Bridgerton, but it's just like all it, of the it's dudes Cringerton, in it. Cringerton, dude. That's Cringerton. what we want. We want Cringerton. Cringe, yes. <laughs> just dukes and like stuff like just fancy portraits with the original cringe TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think these guys like make these like sincere videos trying to like perform some kind of like coy sensuality? Why do you think they make them? I think they're trying to attract the opposite sex. Because also, if you look at the comments, there are a lot of people being like, you're so hot. (laughs) Like, I love this for you, shit like that. And then I think the other half is like, it works like with the algorithm, like it it always does well. So I think it's it's a mix where they're making this content and it's performing really well. Why wouldn't you keep making yeah. it, you know, if it's being successful? How do you decide what goes on your page and what doesn't make it to your page? I mean, a lot of the times it's stuff that's happening, I guess, in the pop culture landscape. I'll have, like, a lot of images or videos saved. I'll just, I mean, if it's a video or if it's newsworthy, I guess, and I'll kind of link the two. I don't put that much thought into it. Because I think as well, the more organic, like the best mm. memes are the ones that just like come to you straight away. And there's been times where I'll, I've like forced it and it just, <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To me, so much of comedy is like spontaneous like that, which you just feel yeah. like flowing and natural. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you mentioned before we started recording that you're a bit of a Bridget and fan and we we are chatting about the second season of Bridgerton at the moment on Netflix um have you ever drawn inspiration from the show definitely on my stories I remember I did a little Bridgerton series but funny on my phone when the first season came out I loved changing my ringtone like yeah at the start it was rich girls Gwen Stefani (laughs) uh and then when Bridgerton came out I changed it to the Britney Spears toxic like violin the cover yeah 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 it's pretty awkward though when I'm at work and if I'm my phone's not on I love that too because then now if people hear (laughs) someone's phone ringing Mm. and it's that Bridget and cover of Toxic by Britney Spears, they'll be like, oh my God, Miss Double Bass somewhere in the area. Yeah. 
obviously your meme page name is Miss Double Bay, but you said before you don't actually live in Double Bay. Do you reckon being that like step removed makes you better at kind of picking up what makes a certain thing funny? Yeah. Or well, I live in Bondi, so it's not that far away. <laughs> <laughs> Inner East violence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess I'm still in the East. But, um, look, I definitely think it'd be hard to do what I do if I didn't live in the East. Mm. You know, like I, I don't think I'd be able to start like a Miss Newtown. <laughs> <laughs> There's kind of like contemporaries of you that are like other anonymous pages like Dumois and stuff that go like so heavy on the gossip end of like social commentary do you think that even if we didn't have social media, we would still be interested in like the idea of like this kind of modern day gossip and like social commentary as we are now? Definitely. I actually always say this to my friends, but the reason why human speech was developed was to gossip. Like if you Google it, that is why like homo sapiens developed speech is because like people could gossip within their communities <laughs> about like, what was going on. So I definitely think Instagram or no Instagram, there would still be, everyone would still be gossiping. It probably just wouldn't be, people wouldn't be able to receive the the blast that quickly. What a beautiful way to like frame memes is like from this long line that started in like cave paintings. <laughs> yeah, like, memes yeah, like look at this idiot. He can't even like shoot this buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Thinking they're hot. Yuck. And then it leads all the way up to modern day cringe TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> the birth of all culture. It's all hidden there. Yeah. I mean, even with like news and stuff, like I get most of my like updates from memes. Like I just think that that's how news spreads. That's how yeah. communication works That's now. true. Hey, and you see news pages really leaning into making memes out yeah. of the news. I don't know how I feel about it, but obviously yeah. it it must be weird as a meme page to see media outlets trying to do what you do now. Yeah, I mean, some of them do it really well. Others, it, it's, you can tell that they, <laughs> they're like 40 years old and don't really know what a meme is. An actual Miss Double Bay behind <laughs> yeah, the computer yeah. doing them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Miss Double Bay... This has been such a fun chat. I'm yeah. so glad we could have you on and thank you for taking off your cloak to reveal to just <laughs> Alexi and I who you are and we'll keep your secret Aww. safe forever. Yes. yes. You gotta I'll send you my NDA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not recording this or anything, don't worry. No, this was just yeah, for yeah, fun. Yeah, this is just a little chat for friends. You use it as blackmail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Miss Double Bay, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. That was really fun. I love talking to people who run meme pages. It's like a real insight, right, into like something that I look at every day. Yeah, and I think, you know, oftentimes people denigrate social media and that kind of thing, but it's such an effective tool mm. to skewer culture at large. And It's I think like it, instantaneous satire. Yes, totally. And it's like, you know, as Miss Double Bay was saying, like she's she – grew up in it but she feels like an outsider and it. it's that classic like Nick Carraway and Gatsby Ooh. like observing society without necessarily feeling a part of it and I think that's also why people love Bridgerton so much as well you know Lady Whistledown represents that eye and ref 
a mirror to people. Yeah, I totally miss Bridgerton when it dropped. It just did not like hit into my zone at all. It's been crazy seeing it become like this huge worldwide sensation. And I now have caught up with it that we're doing these podcasts. And let me tell you this, dude, I fully freaking get it. I get what the appeal is. I get why people love it so much and why people get sucked into it because it has like this great mix of it being feeling like like a contemporary modern day uh, soap opera that like sucks you in with the storylines. Yeah, it's got like this sheen of the high, beautiful production values and the beautiful, great ensemble cast of great actors that you do see in like those classic English period piece about like love and romance, like your Jane Austens. I mean, I love Sense and Sensibility. I love Pride and Prejudice. And it kind of melds those together and seems really fresh and exciting. Yeah, it's like Merchant Ivory, but horny. Oh my God. And Merchant Ivory is freaking horny. It's horny. Well, we talked about this last week uh, with Georgia Grace, the mm-hmm. sex coach, but like yearning. Is yes. there anything hotter than yearning? Exactly. That's what the Merchant Ivories get so good. You get like those movies like Remains of the Day. That's probably my favorite Merchant Ivory. Where they're like this, on Netflix now. It is on Netflix now, so check it out. Oh, man, it's so good. I watch those all with my mom, and it's kind of weird when you go, yeah, it's all yearning and horny and stuff. Mm. And I know my mom loves Bridgerton as well, so. Your mom's a root rat. <laughs> Alexi's mom is a root rat. Yes, oh. well, it runs in the family, darling. Oh, my gosh. But I think that it's like this cool, fresh way to like reawaken those kind of like old period piece feelings of the yearning and stuff that we see in like all the merchant ivories, like those beautiful period pieces, like set in like beautiful misty England and stuff. And then applying like the feelings of today on them, like how we interpret those feelings, man, it's fun as shit. Yeah. I think Bridgerton just had such a cultural impact. Like, you know about Bridgerton, even if you haven't watched it, because it just hit right in the middle of pandemic Mm. where everyone was just like, scared and confused and you know trapped in their homes and yearning yeah being haunty well you feel like you're a ghost in your own sexuality yeah exactly where the the corset of society wow binds you inside i mean yeah that's real dude uh <laughs> that's the deepest thing i've ever freaking said but it's like classic shonda rhymes like she has such a mm. a, a method now which is like you take a well-known format, and she did it with How to Get Away with Murder, like a murder mystery. Mm. And I feel here she's done, like you said, she's got those like merchant ivory, stuffy, olden day kind of romances and made it soapier and sexier, and I love it. And also shout out to Lady Julie Andrews for doing the freaking voice. We stand Julie Andrews, one of the original queens of the musical, is now Lady Whistledown. And that is all she wrote for today's episode. Yeah, make sure you check out Miss Double Bay's Insta page at Miss Double Bay. Bridgerton Season 2 is out now on Netflix. And are you loving the show? Tell us why by shooting us a DM on Insta at NetflixANZ. And please, while you're at it, leave us a little five-star review on Apple and Spotify. This podcast was recorded on Gadigal Land. And thank you so much to our executive producer, Priya Tayazade, and producer, Abby Lenton. And we shall see you at next week's ball, darling. Farewell.